Hi, this is Alan. Some of you know me as an author and a small group ministry coach and a podcaster, but maybe you didn't know me back in the day. So today I want to take you back 18 years ago when I first started implementing the Exponential Group's principles or what became the Exponential Group's principles in my church in Northern California. So I'm going to read a piece today that was written by a great author, Mark Kelly, about those early days and the things that set this off. And here's the good news. Many of these principles are still effective today, even though the world has changed so much, even though the culture has changed so much, these principles stand true. And so if you're willing to open things up a little bit with how you select small group leaders and how you form groups, if you're willing to give people permission and opportunity, and you're willing to be flexible, God is going to do amazing things in your church and in your community through small groups. I hope you enjoy this. Welcome to the Healthy Groups Podcast. I'm your host, Alan White. This weekly podcast for small group point persons gives effective strategies, notable trends, and practical insights from my over 30 years of small group ministry experience, as well as the latest learnings from churches across North America. I will do my best to help you take the guesswork out of groups. For more information, go to alanwhite.org forward slash podcast. Spiritual Four Minute Mile by Mark Kelly. New Life Christian Center in Turlock, California was stuck on a plateau. For seven long years, Associate Pastor Alan White had been trying to develop a small group program that connected every member of the church into community. He knew an effective small group ministry was the key to taking the church to a level of ministry that he had only dreamed of. But despite all his best efforts, they couldn't get but a third of the adults involved. The thought of connecting everybody in a group was my dream, Alan said. But we were stuck at 30%. We were slugging it out the old-fashioned way, raise up an apprentice, birth a group, and deal with the aftermath. But we were headed nowhere. I thought my senior pastor was in favor of small groups, but just not enough. My small group leaders were stifled by the whole apprenticing multiplication process. None of them could find an apprentice in their group. Some of them had started greeting me on Sunday morning with, I'm working on my apprentice. Whatever happened to hello? Only one guy named Carlos ever birthed anything in our church. I wanted to call the Guinness Book of World Records. It seemed like connecting everyone was only a pipe dream. Then a few months later, at a gathering of church leaders, Alan listened as Kit Oder from Canyon Ridge Christian Church in Las Vegas stood up to share how they connected large numbers in their congregation in a relatively short period of time. Alan heard how groups could multiply without dividing. He learned how people overlooked in recruiting would actually start some of the best new groups. Alan was intrigued, but unconvinced. He had some decisions to make. On the drive home, he began to think about what his senior pastor, David Larson, was the most passionate about. At the time, it was the approaching release of The Passion of the Christ, the Mel Gibson movie everyone was buzzing about. David planned a message series and ordered a banner for their church sign on the highway. The light suddenly came on for Alan. Why not launch small groups based on The Passion? And that's exactly what they did. Alan asked a senior pastor to invite anyone who would open up their hearts and their homes to a group of people for a six-week study to host a group. In one day, that church of 800 adults doubled the number of their small groups. After Easter, they added 50% more new groups in another campaign. Things were getting out of control in a good way. When autumn hit, they started recruiting hosts for the biggest launch of the year. 
Pastor Dave aligned his messages with a Life Together study. When Autumn hit, they started recruiting a host for the largest launch of the year. Pastor Dave aligned his weekend messages with a Life Together study. They took 50 verses from the Bible and asked 50 members of a church to write a one-page devotional, which they compiled into a book. When it was all said and done, they had enough groups for 125% of their average adult attendance and had given out 1,088 devotional books. Well over 100% of their average adult attendance was plugged into a group. We were all in awe, Alan now says. The pipe dream was suddenly a reality. Alan realized the only reason the church had been stuck on that plateau was because of a middle block. It was like back in the 1950s when everyone said no man could ever run a four-minute mile. It was just a dream, he says. Then, on May 6, 1954, Roger Bannister ran the mile in three minutes, 59.4 seconds. After that, many runners broke that barrier. Four minutes wasn't a physical barrier. It was a mental block. New Life Christian Center had just broken the four-minute mile. Churches actually could start small groups that would involve the majority of the congregation and then reach their communities through community. This wasn't about numbers, though. One man named Ken invited his co-workers to join him for a study on the Passion movie. Two of them accepted Christ. When one host named David was asked, what motivates you to continue your group? He replied, my dad showed up. Because of a painful experience years before, David's dad had turned his back on the church. But though he refused to walk through the church doors, he was willing to attend a small group meeting at his son's house. That was his first step back toward God. New Life small groups began to reach out beyond the congregation. Groups served hot meals to the homeless every Friday night. One host took the study to a local women's shelter. Another started a group on a commuter train. Another woman decided to do the study because she and her friends went to coffee every Thursday morning at Starbucks anyway. Why not do the study too? A guy named Rick picked up the study to do with his friends. Carlos, who is now a small group coach, called him to check in. He found that Rick was very passionate about this group, and the pastors didn't even know who Rick was. Connecting 100% of your congregation in small groups is far more than a sales pitch. Connecting 100% is the first step in reaching beyond the walls of your church and connecting your community. In the pages that follow, you will read about principles that have unlocked amazing growth and community outreach for church after church. It can happen in your church, too. Hear the rest of the story and to learn the proven principles for what made this campaign at my first church a success, go to exponentialgroupsbook.com. Dot com. It's all one word, exponentialgroupsbook.com. The book is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with your friends. Another way to help people find the Healthy Groups podcast is to rate and review it wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if I can help you in any way, please contact me at allen, A-L-L-E-N, at allenwhite.org. Thank you for listening.